Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. And today we have somebody from Houston, Texas. Yes, sir. Mr. Luke Slapa. Yes, sir. Did I say that right? Slapa. Slapa. Slapa's good. Slapa. 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 Most people call me Slapa and I just go with it. So Awesome, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Excited. I'm glad to have you here, brother. Um, tell me about you, man. Like, who are you? Where do you come from? So, from the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Born and raised and moved here to Houston after I graduated college. Got it. And what part of Chicago? So, the west suburbs, uh, Elgin, Batavia, that uh, area. I lived in Waukegan. Oh, really? Yeah. For about six months. Okay. When I went when I, when I went to a boot camp, so okay, I was a Navy guy, right? Um, and I got to know everything about um, being in the water during winter time. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. No, it's not fun. <laughs> Especially there uh, in the wind. The wind was what made it worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you graduate? Did you go to college in Illinois? Or I did. So I went to Southern Illinois University. Okay. It's in Carbondale. It's the very bottom of Illinois, so almost not even Illinois, six did, hours did away. You get, did you get a degree? or? Yeah, I did. I did, surprisingly, actually. I uh, School's never really been my thing. I actually, I want to say kind of, but like barely graduated high school, really bad grades, um, but I did go to college. I was fortunate enough my dad paid for college, so right. I went uh, and I did graduate with a business degree. That I don't use actually. You do, but you. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I, yeah. but you. Know, it's not like you needed the degree to do what we do today. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, um, so you graduated college uh, or the university. You did four years, right? Yes. And then you say you moved to Houston. Yeah. Why? Uh, why not? Uh, I mean, I really had no reason. I've always pretty been. I've always been really independent. Did you just open the map and say, hmm? Houston, here I go. Here I go. It's you not know, as kind of. I mean, I didn't really have any reason to come to Houston. Uh, I know I wanted to move to Texas, right? And Houston was the biggest city in Texas, so that's how I kind of landed on it. I have no family or friends here when I moved. I don't know, man. I think Dallas Fort Worth is is a big area too, yeah. but yeah, the metro area. You're right. Houston is probably the most ex- extensive one with the most people. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's funny. So my dad actually lives in Dallas now, and he he did live there before I moved to Houston. And so actually I did not want to move to Dallas to be that close to him. I think it just shows – I mean, I'm just pretty independent. I didn't want to be that close to him. Right, and be dependent on him for exactly. whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. So he lives in Dallas now? Yeah. Okay. You go visit every now and then? Or yeah, what? definitely. A few times a year, yeah. Good deal, man. So um, when was this? When did you come to Houston? Uh – December 1st, 2017. Oh, wow. That was not long ago. A little four years ago, yeah. And what did you start doing when you came here? Uh, I found out about wholesaling before I moved down here. Really? Yeah. So it was either that or I I flipped cars in college. When I was in college, I flipped cars, and I was going to do that when I moved down here, but decided to pursue wholesaling real estate. Got it. And... Who do you learn from? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Literally, like, how to wholesale houses. I had no idea what I was doing. 
when I moved down here, uh, I was actually listening more to like bigger pockets and they didn't really focus on wholesaling. No, too they're, much. they're, they're yeah. broad. They're yeah, exactly. everything. Yeah. And so I was on some bigger pockets forums and someone was like, send mailers to absentee owners. And so I spent a lot of money and wasted a lot of money doing that. Mailers, yeah. yeah. When I moved down here, probably, I mean, it's just a really competitive list. Did you have a system in place, like a coal rail or something like that, or you no. put your cell phone on it? Put my cell phone on it, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, it, and I was actually, so I went, I only had a few thousand dollars when I moved down here. And I, I moved in with, I found roommates on Craigslist and lived really cheap. And uh, I had my truck and a few thousand dollars. And I spent all my money within a couple months. On mailers. On mailers, yeah. But I started driving Uber. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. So you got in the Uber business. and So this is 2018 now. Yeah. Um, and how long were you Ubering around for? So I was not an instant success. Uh, I was Ubering for like the first year, year and a half, like almost every day. And then I did it for the next. So even like a couple years ago, I was still Ubering. Every now and again, if I was, like, low on funds. Right. Well, it's an easy way to, like, hey, yeah. I can pay bills, like, doing yeah. this. So Jump in my truck for, jump in my car for a few hours and make 50 bucks or whatever, you know. Right. So, until 2020, you were doing Uber pretty much. Yeah. On the side, yeah. It, so, I would say for the first year and a half, I was doing Uber, like, almost full time. Real estate on the side. And then, finally, like, transitioned to close deals where I was able Dude, to nothing and nothing wrong with that by the way I encourage everybody that's got a car and a driver's license if you're gonna drive for dollars might as well do it while you uber yeah definitely because you're getting paid to do it definitely that's what a friend of mine did uh Luke Luke Wong mm -hmm. and he had no need for that trust me yeah yeah but he'd be like Ricardo I just turned on the uber and I go <laughs> drive it for dollars and, and now he's buying freaking um, storage units RV, all over, yeah, all, yeah, all over yeah. the U.S. Right, yeah. but it's not like he was broke. He was just trying to use, get the best use of his time, which yeah. was, hey man, I can turn on Uber, I drive around, and when he told me that, I said, Look, must be broke. <laughs> he was not. He was just trying to make the best use of his time. Yeah, so, he seems like a smart guy. Oh, he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Nice, great guy, by the way. I should bring him back because he he's doing something completely different today than what he was doing when yeah. I when I interviewed him the first time. Yeah. Um, which with him we had to do three interviews because it was so long. Wow. It was like a three hour deal, wow. right? But um, so you were doing Uber mm -hmm. to, to pay bills and and get some marketing dollars going and yeah. um, when is it that you started kind of like catching a break? Like how did that happen? So I think it was like five months until I closed my first deal. Okay. And that was... So from the moment you got on bigger pockets until you closed them your first deal, it took five months? Um, no, I'd say from when I moved to Texas. Okay. And started actually implementing, you know, taking action, mailers. Then I, yeah, that's that's when it, the time started. Okay. And how much money did you make on your first deal? 80, it was supposed to be 12 grand. And then we renegotiated because they were going to back out. And it was 80, like 300 or something like that. Okay. It was a deal in Pasadena. It happens. Yeah. You know, it, it, like we had a deal in Miami. Uh, it still happens to me, yeah. You know, it, we had a deal in Miami actually in December, November, December. No, October actually. It's been a while already that we were supposed to make 20. Mm -hmm. We 
we didn't make like six thousand or something yeah. like that. And it's because of a bunch of stuff happened. Mm -hmm. There were liens, water liens, and the seller was so broke, man. They, like, you know, and literally we had to give it more money than we were supposed to, so they could move out. You know, anyhow, it happens yeah. to all of us. Yeah. Um. So you cut your first eighty some hundred dollar check. How did that? How do you like? from there like what was the next step uh, I, I like already thought i made it and when i did that um i thought it was like way more money than it actually was and so actually a couple weeks later i closed my next deal which was eight grand so those were kind of back to back sixteen thousand. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like shit i do this eight ten times i'm that i'm good i'm yeah. 80 grand right there you know yeah um so yeah so those were back to back and i thought i thought i made it uh what was the question i'm sorry like what happened after that? Oh, like yeah, so what happened after that is so I did those two deals, and then I probably didn't do a deal for like four months. Why? After because I got comfortable, um, and that's kind of something that I battled for a couple of years doing wholesaling. Is I do a deal and like get close to broke, get comfortable, get close to broke, like get comfortable, get close to broke. Did that a bunch. It's kind of a cycle until I finally started just like within the last year kind of shifting my mindset and gaining more knowledge on actually like wealth and uh, motivation. Yeah. So you're working on yourself. You Definitely. started doing yes, self-development. Yes, yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and now you have consistency. Somewhat. I'm, try yeah. I'm trying to get there. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah but you're much further ahead than, than 99% of the people out there. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting, man. Self-development. Let's talk about that for a second. Because that is the subject where I see most of the people struggle. Mm -hmm. They take it for granted. They don't think they need it. Mm -hmm. Because they think they only need the knowledge to do the, the, the business itself. Or, yeah. And it has nothing to do with wholesaling. It can be how to run a bakery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and you find yourself on that cycle to where you're going back to being poor mm -hmm. over and over and over again. But it's because of what's here. Definitely. It's not Definitely. because of, you know, the knowledge on how to run a profitable business or whatnot, right? Yes. Um, and what what was the, like, what did you do first to, to do the self-development? Like, what was it, a book or a seminar? Um, I would say first would be um, really diving into podcasts and making it pretty much a habit that I'm only listening to podcasts when I'm in my truck. I'm not listening to music. I'm listening to podcasts. Um, and then it kind of rubbed off in other ways. I started, you know, podcasts, which guests would start recommending books. I'd go read those books and, you know, my whole mindset would finally start to change. Um, there's one book I really resonated well with, uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Oh, my God, dude. By yeah. T. Harv Eker. Yeah. Just like right in the beginning, he talked about your financial uh, thermostat. And I, I resonated with that because I know I knew my, my financial thermostat was, was low because I, I knew I could make more money, but I was holding myself back just from, for whatever reason, I just felt like I was just comfortable making, you know, X in, instead of 10X or whatever. Yeah. And I knew I, I was capable of doing it. But Have it you done fine. the exercises on that book? Uh, like where you, where you like touch your, yourself. Where yeah. you touch your, your forehead and you look up and you say, I have a millionaire mind. Yeah. Yeah. It works. <laughs> Definitely. It, it helps you re rewire your brain. Yeah. Before you came in, I was having lunch with, um, Jefferson and Giovanni. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And these guys are, are they're big. They're the real deal. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, I find out that Giovanni went through Success Resources, which used to be New Peaks, which at some point was Peaks Potential by T. Harv Eker. Mm. So that was a succession of Harv. Um, and the the way the reason I it's interesting is because Giovanni went through the same school I went, but I, the way the way I got through that school was because I read that book. Really. And then I one day I got an email, success, uh, whatever billionaire man intensive by T. Harv Eker is gonna be in town, and I was like, I gotta go see that guy. Hell yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And literally, I know I went there. It was a pitch fest, and the guy wasn't there. Uh, um. So I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you just brought up the book and, and see how everything is connected. Yeah. Right. So awesome. That's a great book, man. I highly recommend Seekers of the Millionaire Mind guys. If yeah. you guys haven't read it, mm-hmm. pick it up today, do the exercises. Um, it works that he talks about rewiring your brains, yeah. you know, how to make your subconscious mind, you know, uh, think about riches and things of that nature. So you picked up that book. What was after that? What happened after that? Um, so I read that book. I just finished that book like probably six months ago. Okay. Um, so not that long ago. There was previous books I read before that. Um, the book I read before that was Atomic Habits, which was really, really good as well. Um, just about building good habits in your life. Um, and they slowly pay off in big ways. Got it. Um, what else do you do? Um, oh, for personal development. Yeah. Um, so I started to... Um, meditate. So I, I try to meditate every day. Um, I have a six week old at home, so it's kind of hard right now. It's a little hard. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, stay active. So try to go on walks every day and fitness workout. Jim, I saw you there. Have there. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So it's important, man. Um, and I'll tell you a story. I think, I, I don't know if I told the story on this podcast before, but uh, in two, after 2017, when we got hit up by Harvey, somewhere around 2019, mm-hmm. um, or maybe 2020 during the pandemic, I, I forget. No, 2019. Dude, I was financially devastated. Like, really? Oh yeah. Like I was flipping 47 houses when Harvey hit, and that thing nearly sent me to bankruptcy. Wow. I mean, it did. I just never filed. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's how bad it got, right? And I remember um, one day, like, like literally, I didn't have money for gas. Like, that's how bad it got. And I lived in a million-dollar home. Wow. So think about this, right? And you have a, a million-dollar mortgage, and, and you got the vehicles and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get up in the morning, like at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not a morning guy by any means. Mm-hmm. But I guess I had so much shit going on in my subconscious mind that, Ricardo, get your ass up. Time to work, you know? So I get up, and I had a gym in my house. Mm -hmm. And I I just couldn't sleep anymore, man. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go upstairs and and exercise. Mm -hmm. So I turned on my TV. I put Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. Um, I put on my, like, I believe a lot in having your hour of power, like Mm -hmm. working on yourself and all that and creating a morning routine and so I go upstairs, man. I actually had that one screen was in my gym, this particular screen right here. Really? Yeah, I put this little TV in there, wow. and then I upgraded it to a bigger one. But I think at that time I had this one. So I put it in there, and I put Tony, and I had a little Bose sound system, so I had the energy on it. 
fired up. And I'm freaking like pumping X. I'm I'm lifting weights. I'm sweating. And then all of a sudden, the 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 door opens up, and it's my wife. And I never forget her face because she just like woke up and she's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like. What does it look like I'm doing? I'm exercising, you know, and I'm like, I got my hour of power and my energy's up. Yeah. I'm happy. Like, I'm freaking going at it, right? And she's like, dude, you need to go get a job. Wow. We're broke. And I looked at it and I said, you're freaking crazy. I'm not going to go get a job. Yeah. I am not broke. I just have a financial problem right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And she kind of like left and she was pissed off, right? And I kept on exercising, and that didn't bother me at all. Like, I was like, but then after I got done with it, I was like, man, I'm going to have to address this now. Yeah. And I said, I went back to her and said, look, I just got a cash flow problem right now. But mm-hmm. getting a job is never going to be able to afford you to live here. Never. Yeah. And she kind of like, at the time she understood, but literally I needed money. Like, yeah. like, like if it was oxygen, you know. Yeah. And that's what she meant. It's like, dude, go get some money as opposed to your exercise. But what she didn't understand is that that was part of my morning routine. And I don't care if I'm going through hell, I'm going to stick to my morning routine. I'm going to stick to, you know, maybe I have to pick up a different book or whatever. But I have to, you have to continue to work on yourself. Yeah. Because not working in yourself on yourself and neglecting yourself is going to lead you around the right, the wrong path. Definitely. Um, so I'm a firm believer on morning routines. I'm a firm believer of hanging around, hanging out with the right people. I believe now in masterminds more than ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something that I never. I don't know if I ever said that on the podcast before. Uh, you know, she, it was a little deal in between my wife and I. And now I laugh at it, and she laughs at it too. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, you know, whatever those days." But um, but yeah, I'm happy that you met that you brought that up because, and that's probably where I want to focus, man, the most on this podcast is personal development. How yeah. personal development changed your 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 life in your business Definitely. you just told me you have a, a six six month a six uh, week Equal, old right yeah. so you just recently got married or yeah last year last year in may and what does your wife do she's a dental hygienist okay cleans teeth yeah good deal and um how does she look at this wholesaling journey that you have she is very supportive yeah she's wonderful yeah very important because yeah. if she wasn't supported you probably wouldn't be here right now that's right yeah. you would have been getting a job somewhere or who knows nothing wrong with getting a job guys by the way yeah the guy that came before you this morning, he has a job and he owns 300 doors. So, wow. yeah. So he's figured a way to do this mm-hmm. full-time while well, he has a full-time job, pretty much. So, um, personal development is what's giving you now that consistency that you're looking for, right? Yes, yeah. And you're wholesaling in Texas. So it's not nationwide, but you're like... Virtual... But in just in Texas right now. Okay. When this podcast comes out, probably nationwide. You'll be nationwide. Yeah. So how does your team look like? What 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 is it? Like is it you and a so few it, VAs or how does it work? So it's me and pretty much me. <laughs> I right. have a lead manager who I just actually hired. Okay. And then I have um, an admin VA. Okay. That's it. So it's yeah. so you buy and sell the properties? Yeah. So mostly wholesale. And, and yeah, but you're doing acquisitions and yes, dispos. Yes, yes, yes. And what does your lead manager do for you? Follows up on leads. So CRM touches all the leads that need to be touched in the CRM and follows up with the PPC leads 
that I've already had initial contact with that need to be followed up on. Yeah, so that's oh, so you but you still have the initial contact. Yeah, with with the PPC leads, yes. Okay, man, how do you handle that? Because you got to get on those leads right away. Yeah, uh-huh. they're clicking on everybody's shit. You know, when they click on yours, you're like. You're either number two or three, or if you're number one, man, if you get on the phone right away, then. Yeah, it's crucial. Uh, at right now, yeah, so it's just me. So just do my best. I get alerted, and then I try to, whatever I'm doing, call them and, you know, make that connection, start that rapport, see what's going right. on with their situation, see if I can help them out. And what happens if you get two leads in the same minute? Uh, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it will. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's just something that's part of business. You know, as, as I scale and grow, um, that role, I'll have, a, I'm sure I'll have an acquisition manager. You know what I would do if I were you? Yeah. I'll train that, that, uh, that lead manager mm-hmm. into an acquisitions person. Yeah. Straight That's up. kind of the goal is to transition them, but I want to start them out light and then move into the. Bro, throw, throw them in the wolves. Yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah. Literally, I just picked up people in Venezuela. They've never been in this country. Their English is broken. They're blocking up deals left and right. Wow. It works. Yeah. Because they don't know any better. They don't have any preconceived notions of yeah. what's going on. They don't They don't know whether what they're doing is good or bad. You, they, they, they just don't know. Yeah. So I just tell them, hey, this is it. Make an offer. You create a report. Of course, I, get, I train them yeah. Yeah. To, to go through the process, mm-hmm. which is something you're fully capable of doing because you're already doing it yourself. Yeah. So you're, it's not like you're going to tell somebody to go do something you're not willing to do. You're already doing it. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to scale, then you have to start empowering these people to go do those things. And you got to understand, man, it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And you got to live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that, it will be impossible. Dude, I've seen some of the most talented people in the world, in this business, not grow because they're not willing to let go. Mm-hmm. That's simple. And, um, hell, my CEO was one of them. And, you know, unfortunately, I had to have a conversation with Shane. I love you, Shane, by the way. But, like, Shane wanted to kind of, like, control everything. So I was like, Shane, no, it doesn't work like that. You got to empower these guys to go do it. Yeah. So I'm locking up deals nationwide with people that have never been in this country. Wow. Their English is broken because they have an accent, you know. And uh, it's not that they have bad English. It's just that. You can tell they're not from here. Yeah. Um, but they follow a recipe. Mm-hmm. They understand creating a report. Mm-hmm. And what they come to me is for is for validation. It's like, hey, Ricardo, like, like today, we have a property in South Texas mm-hmm. that they came to me. It's like, hey, man, this guy wants 50K. The ARV is 250. I said, I don't care what it is. Lock, Lock it up. up. Yeah. Even if it's a $100,000 rehab because it makes, it makes sense. It's yeah. still a 70% deal, right? Oh, yeah. So, but they come for validation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did you send the contract? Go. Yeah. And I told them, offer 40. Because uh, the, the lady says she'll take 45 to 50. Okay, you just told me you take 45. Exactly. But then when her son got involved, her son was like, nah, man, I'm going to, it's either 50 or none. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason why there was 50, right? It's because that, that's how much money they put into the property uh, when they bought it. Mm-hmm. So, but here I am training guys overseas. Um, before... And for those of you that are, are watching this, uh, outside of this office, there is a bullpen. That was full of tables, mm-hmm. like that, like those tables that go up and down. Cubicles, and I had a, yeah. I didn't have cubicles. I, I don't like the cubicles, but yeah. we had those tables all over the place. Yeah. And there were people buying and selling properties. Wow. 
What I find out is that people overseas are actually more committed to this than people locally. Probably more drive. They're, they got more drive. They're lazy here. Aren't they, they have the need. Yeah. yeah. They, like they really need it. Yeah. Um, and and they don't want to be an entrepreneur. That's another one. They're okay yeah. working for for yeah. you. You know. So. Yeah, I empower you, man, to to go and start taking that because that's what's going to allow you to grow. Definitely. Big, like, okay, so let's talk about deal flow. Um, you told me on on like when we were chatting last week that you're only doing three to four deals or something like that, right? Yeah. Well, that's a lot of deals, man. Like, yeah, you hear of all these people doing ten deals, twenty deals, thirty deals. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's talk about deal flow. Okay. When you when you hear about these guys doing thirty deals a month, right? Yeah. Ask them for their 30 huts. You want to see 30 huts. Because mm-hmm. I think the only people that do that kind of shit is New Western and um, what do you call it? Uh, Net Worth. Net Worth. Yeah. And maybe like a Keegley type. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some guys out there that they, they'll, they, they're right. very experienced and, and they have massive operations and they have a lot of closings. But a guy that locks up 30 deals, he's not closing on 30 deals. He's probably closing on 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. Um, if he has a high clo- closing rate. Yeah. Most guys are closing in between 5 to 15. That's kind of like, but you get 30 that month. Yeah. You follow me? Yeah. And I tell that based on my own experience mm-hmm. uh, and based on a lot of the other guys' experience because we all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you see these guys on YouTube and and Facebook. You know, I do the five hundred thousand deals a, a year. Okay, show me the huts, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's one thing I like about Steve Trang on his podcast is like he requires huts for yeah. for for people to. I don't do it because my target is different. You know, I, I don't. Um, I I it's more based on how I feel about the person, more about how I feel about the deal flow. Yeah, exactly. Because we're. I just want to empower people to see Luke and say, well, if Luke can do it, I can do it too. Definitely. Right? This is not rocket science. No, no. But so to to do three to four deals a month, what does that look like for you? Like work-wise, like how many, like how's your ad spend? How do you have it organized? Yeah, so right now I'm just doing Google PPC. Yeah. I have a little bit of Facebook ad spend that I put towards Facebook. But it's pretty much just Google PPC, and so that's six grand a month, and so that gets me like seventy to eighty leads, and then I close, or not, I don't I get under contract, um, you know, anywhere from like two to five I'd say a month from those from those leads. Okay, that's good. That's that's fifty grand in potential assignments, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you do ten thousand dollars a piece, yeah, which yeah. is the average standard assignment in the U.S., right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, some guys got. If you go to California, then you're looking at fifty to hundred grand assignments. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so your you you got your PPC leads, and then they come to your lead. Ma- uh, they come to you first. Come to me, yeah. You are the lead manager. Yeah. You just have a follow up manager. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it comes to you as the lead manager. Then you talk to the seller, and you qualify them in a bucket. Yes. And then you send them to your follow-up manager. Mm-hmm. And then what? You finish the negotiation when the follow-up manager says, yeah, this person is ready or, or what? Um, yeah, so if they're hot, I just stick with them. 
Right. Um, or even if they're like warm, um, if they're not ready, then I just put them in a follow-up system yeah, that my lead manager or follow-up manager yeah. follow up with. Then you lock it up, then you turn lock around and sell it. Yep. And how are you selling? Um, are you on Investor Lift? No, I'm not. So how are you selling in other markets uh, through Facebook or? So I kind of have a strategy I do myself for dispositions where um, like I'll pull a list of all the local landlords in the area yep. and then I'll just cold call them and talk to them. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you're doing a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> dispositions takes a long time, but I found I've, I've gotten, I mean, I've got it down pretty good and the buyers that I have that I do get doing this method of just the local guys they're willing to pay a lot more than like if I, and I found that if I put it on like a Facebook group or something, it just never ends well. Snakes. Yeah. All these snakes yeah. came out of, come out of the woodworks. Yeah. yeah. No, you're doing the right thing. Uh, but I think you're just, you're just, you're just overworking yourself right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know it. Yeah. It's a lot of work because you, so I love guys like you, by the way, mm-hmm. because to me, you're one of my clients. Uh-huh. I'll be like, dude, <laughs> why are you doing this post? Like, yeah. Focus on getting more contracts. Give me all your contracts. Let's JV 50-50. Mm-hmm. And they, they they say, yeah, let's do it because they are they don't see how they can scale. Now, in your case, you want to scale. That's why you're yeah. paying for PPC. You're yes. doing certain things, right? Yes. But not everybody wants to scale. Like, I got a lot of friends that are like, dude, I'm okay the way I am. Like, I'd rather JV with you and use your team yeah. as opposed to me building a team because building a team is, a do- is another animal. Yeah. Uh, and we all kind of like recycle our teams every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, you are what I call an orphan mm-hmm. uh, because you're by yourself. Yeah. Uh, you're doing everything. You're wearing all the hats. Oh, yeah. And you're negotiating the deal, but you're also selling the deal. It's good, great money, by the way, because you're keeping most of the money. Yeah. But you're on a rat race. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know it. The day you stop, that's it. Yeah. Everything stops. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's good because I, I think um, in your case, a lot there's a lot more people that will relate more to you than they do to me. Why is that? Because most likely they're going to become you before they have they come over to this side, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it takes it takes you to do everything at the beginning. I did it too. Mm-hmm. I, I was there, mm-hmm. but I had a partner at the time, Dennis. So we kind of like share the load mm-hmm. uh but man locking them all up and selling them all that's a lot of work yeah and i love it because some guys will come to us sometimes like man i got all these contracts and i'm like like we had a girl she's gonna come on the podcast as well she came in and she's like ricardo i'm just i'm just tired and i was like why so i did a lot of deals last year but i did everything mm-hmm. and i said well, how come you haven't grown a team mm-hmm. well i just don't know how to scale I said, okay, I'll tell you what, why don't you JV with us? And I will tell you right now that you will do double the amount of lead, the, uh, pro- properties if you JV with us as opposed to you doing by yourself. And Obviously. you'll probably make a lot more money yeah. with us than you do on your own because we can get more money from the sellers, from the buyers, mm-hmm. while you're still, because her whole focus now is locking up deals. Mm-hmm. All she's got to do is lock up deals. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Put money in marketing, get the phone to ring, or she, whatever, PPC, whatever she's doing. And once she gets a deal on the contract, turns around, sends it to us. By the way, JV at TDO, uh, JVTDO.com. That's our website, guys. If you want to submit a deal, partner up with us. Um, write it down. I, I haven't released that website, but now you know. <laughs> so 
And dude, we we literally get every week. I don't know, four, five, maybe sometimes. Uh, last week we got twelve mm-hmm. old JVs oh. from guys that are in the same boat that are mm-hmm. like, and they don't want to grow. That's the thing because not everybody wants to grow. Yeah, um, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But you can make a hell of a living by wholesaling like the way you are right now. Yeah. Um, what's your big? What's been your biggest month? Um, nothing crazy. I think just under forty grand a month, dude. How old are you? 26. I wish I would have made that much money when I was 26 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and I know what you're saying. Uh, you're being humble about it. Um, under 40 grand is not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of money. Because a few years ago, I would have thought it was a impossible. Lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, if I told you a few years ago that I made $30,000, you'll do the Wolf of Wall Street thing. You know, <laughs> like, I'll fucking quit my yeah. job right now, dude, if you show me the check, right? <laughs> but now you're in a world that, you know, this, that there's yeah. the possibilities are like, you can make what? A million, two million? You can make a hundred? Like, that, that's yeah. crazy, right? hundred grand a month. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. On a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. How can your life change like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you're being humble about it by saying it's not crazy, but dude, Forty grand a month, it's good money. Mm-hmm. You can you can afford the whatever lifestyle you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you can drive whatever car you want. You could be driving a Lambo. You could be the guy literally driving a Lambo, getting checks. <laughs> and um, but uh, anyways, look, what's next for you, man? Now that now that we've that we know that you make forty grand a month on average, um, <laughs> not on average, that, yeah. every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to scale more. Um, I have more funds now to scale. So I think it's just scaling at the right speed. A lot of the times too, when I would go broke before I would just try to hire a cold caller or do this RVM and just think that money would just come and it would make me go broke just quicker. Um, so scaling properly, I think is what I want to do. Um, so slowly increase the ad Ad spend, spend, yeah. yeah, slowly increase the ad spend, make sure that we're capable, I'm capable to handle the leads and to not neglect them. Cause so as of now, like my, my leads, I'm admitting my, my leads, a lot of them are getting neglected um, because I'm so busy with dispositions and TC. And, so you yeah. just got a JV with us. Yeah. See that? <laughs> yeah. Big, I just got some contracts guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, easy. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. So let's start coaching right now. Okay. Um, First thing you got to do is build a VTO, a vision traction organizer. Mm-hmm. You're going to put all your systems in place. If you don't have any systems, then you're going to come up with systems and you're going to put them in there, right? And I can tell you offline how to do that. Um, and then you need two VAs mm-hmm. right now Yeah. answering the leads. Yeah. That's all they need to do. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not doing anything for hours a day, it's okay. Because you know now that your lead is going to be answered in less than five minutes, mm-hmm. which is a problem I had, by the way. Yeah. Because I text. And, and what happened is I got comfortable with texting. Mm-hmm. And because texting is more of a nurturing thing, when a lead came up, we didn't get on it right away. Because mm-hmm. we knew we could wait. It's a text message. Yeah. But PPC is not like that. No. So if you said you have funds and all that, hire two VAs and train them to do the initial um, uh, qualification of the seller. Yeah. How much do you want? Why are you selling? Bah, 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 bah. Now they give you a lead that's pre-qualified, mm-hmm. right? 
Now you're lo you're calling to get on numbers. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Hey, my name is Luke. I'm the owner of one, two, three main home buyers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maria told me that you want to sell. You want two ninety for the property. You're selling because you're getting divorced. Blah blah blah. You establish Maria probably established some report. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's so lovely because we hear all the time. Yeah. Angel, he's so good. And Mariana, she's so lovely. Guess what? I love it because now I know, okay, they did a hell of a job creating a report. Now all I got to do is, is facilitate the sale. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I don't I don't even do it anymore. They do it. But they started doing that by qualifying the leads first. Then I said, hey, guys, why don't you guys go ahead and lock them up too? And they're like, we can do that. And I said, yes, you can. I empower you to do everything. I love it that way because now I'm like, I don't even, they don't even need me anymore. They just need me for validation, yeah. right? Uh -huh. But hiring those two people at the beginning will be key for you because yeah. you can focus on these point properties mm -hmm. while your lead doesn't get neglected anymore. Yeah. And then you can come back and close the deals, mm -hmm. right? And then ideally in two or three months, you upgrade these guys to, to your salespeople, yeah. yeah, to closers. closers yeah. Because you can. I yeah. mean, you're a pretty smart guy and, and, uh, um, and, and I can see your sales skills are good and, and, and you communicate well. But if you start empowering these people right away, man, your life is going, going to change like crazy. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, thank you so much for coming in, man. I got I to gotta hop out here, guys. It's been a pleasure. We're, we're shop, chopping this one down, but this is going to be a repeat because I want to see what, yeah. where Luke goes when he starts scaling his business. He's yeah. going to be a prime example of what it is to be doing a couple of deals a month to – multiple deals every month once he once he gets all his systems in place uh but guys don't forget to hit share like and subscribe the real estate entrepreneurs event taking place in june 24th 25th i'm gonna leave out a, a website it's gonna be attend growth i haven't locked up the venue yet but i am working on it and i'm looking forward to see you there thank you Boom. all right thanks man